Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hsc.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Researchers at the University of Limerick and National University of Ireland Galway have teamed up to launch a survey that will attempt to find out will an Irish contact tracing app really help in our fight against COVID-19. The HSE is currently developing an app for contact tracing and this research wants to know if Irish people, including here in Limerick, will actually use it. So to hear more about this, we are joined by Dr Michael Callaghan, who is a GP and a researcher at UL. And good morning to you, Mike. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Joe. I think it is a fundamental and fascinating question. You just never know how people here are going to react to something that they might feel is overreach by the state into their private lives. Absolutely, Joe. And again, this is, as you say, this is the reason for the survey because we see these apps in other countries. um, And I guess, you know, there, there isn't massive evidence for them yet. Uh, and we want to see, you know, does it have potential to work here? And I suppose the thing about these contact tracing apps is, is there's two parts to it. One is the getting the technology correct so that it works and, and works safely. And then the second bit is getting people's buy-in. So, so that's what the survey is looking at, both those elements, so the technology and what do people think, as you say, the people in Limerick, the people of Ireland, will they go for this? Now, the idea of doing a survey right now restricts it a lot, obviously. It's not a question of being able to knock on doors or have the physical interaction that uh, a lot of surveys have depended on over the years. So how are you going to do it? Yeah, so uh, we're encouraging very much for for families and for uh, communities to to talk about this stuff because, again, the contact tracing app, um, when it's released, will will fail if if communities and, and families, you know, don't engage with it. So we're encouraging people, we're, we're primarily putting the word out there, you know, via um, the, the local media. Um, also, uh, Twitter, is a, we essentially, since March, um, a bunch of us from UL have been releasing a daily update uh, under the hashtag COVIDWatchIRL. Um, and we, we are recruiting from that. So everybody, you know, retweets and sends that on. We're also... Uh, seeing a lot of responses come back uh, via WhatsApp. So the the survey link goes out uh, via WhatsApp. And that's a good way, I think, to share amongst groups, community groups and, and family and friends and things like that. So that's what we're doing. And it, it seems to be working so far, Joe. Um, we have, uh, you know, nearly 7,000 responses now, which is great because it really does give us a good inkling of, of what people are thinking. And if a listener hasn't heard about it before now and they want to go online to do it, where can they do that? Yeah, so the UL website is probably the most direct uh, place. Uh, there's a COVID uh, tab on that. It's a yellow tab up in the corner. Uh, so you can go in there and navigate through to um, uh, the, the COVID Watch IRL page. So all our graphs, all everything is up there in the very top of that page is the link to the survey. Also, if, if you just Google COVID Watch IRL survey, you'll be taken straight to it too. So, uh, 
but it's all online, yeah. Uh, we're chatting to Dr. Michael Callahan, GP and researcher at the University of uh, Limerick. Now, obviously, you want to get the widest cross-section possible. And again, without generalising, you might find that older members of the population are not as comfortable with the concept of online surveys or surveys through social media. Is there any way of countering that? Well, again, it's just asking family and friends, really, who, who do have phones. But even still, we, we are seeing good responses from, you know, 60, 70, 80-year-olds um, in the survey so far. So families are definitely talking about this stuff. And I guess you're right, though, Joe, in that when you release an online survey, you are going to bias your sample because obviously people online are going to be more likely to take it and, and you're, you're going to miss out on the people who maybe don't spend much time online. But at the same time, when we're thinking about a contact tracing app, you're, you're not looking for 100%. You don't need that. And, and obviously, you'd never get that in terms of people using the app, downloading the app and, and using it to help the contact tracing process. We reckon if you get up to somewhere around 50 60%, then the chances, as they say, of the app actually being useful in that there's enough people in the in the herd who have it, um, you know, that that would probably suffice. So, as I said, yeah, we're, we're definitely keen to get everybody's opinion. But again, we don't need to get everyone's uh, opinion. I guess. Yeah. And Mike, what's the trend in the responses that you've got so far? You said you've had over seven thousand already. Yeah, so so very early results so far, uh, Joe. So, but but definitely, there's, there's probably two things really emerging, and that is, in fairness, as I say, like we'd have to say the the Irish response to this crisis has has been heartening, and uh, people are very willing to help. Um, but again, you know, people do generally have a, have a good grasp of, of what technology means, the different technologies we're asking about in the survey, Bluetooth and, and GPS or geolocation. And that's the second thing that's coming back, that people want the tech to be to be spot on and to be the privacy to be spot on. Um, and, and obviously that's, that's, that's very reasonable. And it, it, it gives, I suppose, the HEC good direction as to how to... Um, configure their app so that it, it meets those criteria. But is there a sense that the majority of people would be willing, if it were right and if the privacy settings were in place, uh, to use the app? So far, Joe, yes. By a significant majority? By a significant margin, yeah. Um, over 50% are saying they definitely will. But uh, again, and, and, and we've actually asked that question twice in the survey, so uh, I'd hope that, as I say, people, um, uh, you know, they mean it. Uh, but again, it's contingent on the privacy stuff. Um, and, and as I say, the geolocation bit, when, when we mentioned that in the survey, it's, it's, it gets a bit of a lukewarm reception maybe compared to Bluetooth, which is a different way of doing it. So it's a bit like those surveys on United Ireland when you ask the straight question, uh, would you like United Ireland uh, in the Republic? Uh, the vast majority of people say yes. Then when you ask, would you be prepared to pay more taxes uh, in order to have United Ireland, often the answer is slightly different. Sure, exactly. And that's why we've asked it twice, just to, just to, to check people's understanding after we've, we've you know gone through the various reasons, the, the for and the against of, of an app like this. Uh, now, the, the model itself, as you say, it, it doesn't need, you know, 100%, um, but it does need a certain percentage for it to be effective. And, and then just, and, and I'm, I know you're not a specific expert in it, but how would the tracing app practically work? 
Yeah, so so we we have a great uh, bunch of folks in the um, IT community in UL in, in Lero at the software centre. So they've been uh, informing us um, how how it would work. And and again, the HSC has been quite open about this. Joe on the the gov.ie website, there's a kind of a, an early spec of what they expect the app to do. And, and essentially, there's two parts to it. Number one is the Bluetooth um, part of the app, which essentially it's it's in your pocket, it's on your phone, and it's it's uh, hopefully in in uh, other people's phones around. And essentially, the phones are talking to each other. And if you're in contact or close enough to someone uh, for long enough, both of your phones register each other. Now, it's all in the background; it doesn't do anything. And the idea behind this is that it will actually stay on your mobile phone, so the the data isn't going anywhere unless one of you develops COVID. And then the HSC get in touch with you and say, hey, listen, do you have the app? And if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. But if you do and you give them permission, then they can access this uh, data to, to say which phones with the app were you close by uh, recently. So, so that's the main part of the app, and that's how it would work. There is a second part. Um, but that's at- important. So it will capture information um, from nearby phones and at some point that information with permission may be accessed and you may end up getting a phone call to be told you were within you know x number of uh, feet or meters of an individual who has now tested positive for COVID-19. That's precisely it Joe and and that is as you as you describe it there is the contact tracing process as, as it happens but this would be an adjunct to it so this would be a help because you know obviously the phones are going to remember whoever uh, easily. So, so well, well, Mike, what's very the important point. for people to understand here, and you know, this, this is a positive, but it does put a strain on people. You will then be asked to um, quarantine, won't you? Even if you're not showing um, symptoms. Exactly, exactly. As is as is the current, you know, contact tracing advice. We have to kind of be jumpy with this, Joe, in that you, you know, if, if there's any risk of you developing COVID and spreading it around before you're symptomatic or indeed if you're an asymptomatic infection, we do need to be kind of jumpy. You need to be, as I said, overcautious. And and you're absolutely right. There will be people, uh, as I said, asked to stay at home and what have you. But I guess it's a better way of doing it to having a cohort staying at home than having all of us staying at home. No, it sounds like very interesting research. So there is a prospect then of this tracing app being available for rollout in the relatively near future? Yes, well, they, they, they announced this first back um, maybe six or eight weeks ago. And again, it, it has been pushed a little, but again, as in the, the deadline has been pushed. But they are talking of next month. I don't know, Joe, to be honest, but again, we're hoping to feed into that discussion because, again, if you launch this thing and, and people aren't aware of it or they haven't had their say, we'd just be worried that it, it, it won't work, you know. And so, so that's why we want this discussion now. Yeah, yeah it's good to, be, uh, to have that and to, and to be able to um, pass that on to the HSE. Uh, one other question with your GP's hat on, Mike. Uh, we had uh, Claire McNamara, who is a, a Limerick uh, Camogie star, with us on the show yesterday, and she was talking about having... COVID-19 and then her mother subsequently getting it and you know she's fit she's I think just touching 20 years old a super fit really and um, she said it really knocked her sideways and that many weeks later she is still feeling the after effects and her fitness is not back up to its normal pre-COVID levels this is a seriously nasty disease even if you're lucky enough that you don't require hospitalization. 
It, it, it can be indeed, John. That's the whole problem with this disease is that it's such a mixed bag and, and it's a bit of, uh, I suppose, Russian roulette in a way that you really don't know what you're going to get. And, and we do know that there's asymptomatic people who have no symptoms at all. And we do know, obviously, that there's people who need um, ICU. So there's a huge spectrum there. But certainly for the people who do develop symptoms uh, like flair, um, you know, a lot of them do take a bit of time to recover because it is a nasty, nasty illness. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One you'd want to avoid if you could, let's put it that way. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much for telling us about all of that. Thank you for your work, by the way, and the work of other uh, GPs and and, uh, um, members of the health service at the moment. And we'll be interested to hear the full results of uh, that survey that you're doing. Great. Perfect. Thanks, Joe. That's uh, Dr. Michael Callahan, GP and researcher at UL. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hsc.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives.